Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire and encourage young girls and women around the world to dream without limitation. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Linda Jordan, and she is a business coach, and I'm so excited, you know, you guys, already know by now that I'm super excited to have these conversations with amazing women. So I'm so excited to hear her story and I'm excited to share it with you guys as well. So hi, how are you doing today, Linda? Hi, how are you, Maya? I'm doing I'm well. Awesome. I'm awesome. So go ahead and I want to give you the space to introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So as you indicated, my name is Linda Jordan. Um, I live in North Carolina, but I was born and raised in Virginia on a farm. Um, so I'm a country girl by heart and um, <laughs> worked in corporate America for 28 and a half years. And um, as I tell everyone, um, I was blessed with breast cancer and now I'm an entrepreneur. And mm -hmm. so um, my day-to-day -day consists of two things that I do. I'm a real estate investor. And then I am also a business coach where I help individuals, mostly semi-retired individuals who are ready to leave the corporate life due to stress and anxiety and enjoy their retirement years by investing in um, cash flowing uh, rental properties so that they can have more fun, mm -hmm. more freedom and enjoy the rest of their life. So I'm a business coach um, in that aspect and I also do diversity and inclusion training. Awesome. Awesome. I love to see women paving the way. I love to see it. So <laughs> tell us, I know um, you shared with us about um, how you got breast cancer and then you became an entrepreneur. Just give us a little bit more of your backstory there and how you made your way from corporate America to entrepreneurship. Sure. So um for first of all, I was in college, and um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes we don't always have funds to, to finish our college lives, and so um, I didn't have the money. I came from a large family, as I said before, and so I had to drop out because I didn't have enough money um, to finish, and so I decided, okay, well, I've got to get a job because, you know, college bills will be coming due as soon as you're not in college, right. <laughs> so I got a job, and um, then Luckily enough, I got a better job. So at my better job where I retired from, it allowed me to go back to school. And so um, I was able to get my bachelor's and my master's degree um, by working. Awesome. So that, that was um, really, really great. And so for all the young ladies that are listening, I think, you know, people need to know that, you know, when trouble comes around, there's always a different obstacle in your way, but then there's an opportunity. And so how do you change that obstacle into an opportunity? And so I worked in corporate America for 20 and a half years. And um, on December the 4th, 2014, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so to me, um, that was a calling from God to say, you know, you're overworking yourself. You, I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, overweight, and I knew that I needed to make a change in my life. And so to me, it was a blessing because had that not happened, I probably would have still been there um, or something else would have happened. And so... I raised my hand to say, you know, I'm ready to take early retirement. And from that, then I decided that um, I needed to use my plan A, B, and C's that I already had in place. And that was um, being an entrepreneur. And so um, I just jumped right in and 
figured it out. Um, mm -hmm. But but going back a little bit, you know, all my life I've always been um, an entrepreneur by by trade because when I was 12 years old, and as I said before, coming from a large family. Um, you don't always have a lot of money. And so I had to figure out how do I get more money. And so years and years ago, telling my age, there was a small shoe company called Stuart McGuire. And so I became a door-to-door -door shoe salesman or shoe wow. salesman. And that's how I made my extra money. And so um, when I tell people that, they're like, what? That sounds like, you know, the Andy Griffith show when they're selling shoes door-to-door. -door. <laughs> but I did that. And so I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so, spirit. And so um, you know, as an adult, I became an entrepreneur. And so I've been doing this now um, since 2015, full-time as an entrepreneur. Awesome. Awesome. I want to jump back a little bit because, you know, I love to get into mindset a lot and different uh -huh. obstacles that we as women have been able to overcome. So I want to, I don't want to know the difference being in corporate America for 20 years, 20 plus years, and 20. then, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. What was the difference in your obstacles you faced as a woman in the two? Well, the first um, obstacle I'd say was, you know, when you're in corporate America, everything is laid out for you. You know, you, you know, your meetings are always planned unless you're planning the meetings, but it's all driven by the company. And so right. my big was, I was now the company. I was the CEO. <laughs> and so, you know, you're excited, but then at the same time, you're like, holy crap, I forgot to do all this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to plan the meetings. I've got to plan the budget. You know, I've got to, you know, make all this stuff happen. And um, that was my biggest obstacle was figuring it all out and, and being consistent with it because, mm -hmm. you know, being a leader in corporate, you know, you, you just kind of do it because you, you've been doing it for so long. But what I needed mm -hmm. to do was to figure out how was I going to take my learnings and education from corporate and put that into my own business so that I could be just as successful. Um, so for me, that was the biggest obstacle. And then secondly was, I love being around people. And as an entrepreneur, I was also a solopreneur. And so not having my team around me, not having people to talk to, um, that was probably a bigger challenge to get adjusted to the quietness or, you know, I'm the person making the decision. So if something goes wrong, it's on me. So right. that, those are probably my largest two challenges that I had to, to deal with and figure out how do I overcome that? Most definitely. And, and I love, I um, created my own little quote about that. And in, in, in its essence, there's a lot of people who are able to follow directions, but being an entrepreneur, you have to be able to create your own direction. So sure. being able to take that and just create your own success, create your own rules, all of that and above, yeah. that and in that in itself is just, you know, stressful. We all know it is, as entrepreneurs, yeah, it's, it's stressful, stressful because <laughs> usually even if you're the CEO CEO of a company, you know, you still have some direction. You still have a direction that per se, the board or someone wants you to follow. But, right. you know, entrepreneurship, you're everything. You have to yeah. find out the direction that you want your company to, to go in and all of that and above. So, you know, that itself is a task. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And you have to be consistent. You have to be diligent. Um, and you have to 
you know, be okay with the decisions that you make because you can't blame anybody but yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was no, that definitely. Was, yeah, that was huge. So, but you know, it it all works out. You know, um, and I figured it out, but it did take some time to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, let's get into the mindset a little bit. Um, I know that you climbed your way up the the corporate ladder. Um, how are you able to make different adjustments in your life? Because there is a transformation there and you had to, as you climb, you constantly have to adjust your mindset. So how are you able to constantly adjust yourself to say, you know what, I can be better than I am in this space right now. I can do more. Um, how are you able to do that for yourself? Um, so for me, um, I'm a middle child. And so um, as too. a middle child, are you really? I'm only girl and middle child <laughs> oh no so there's four girls and four boys so I was right there in the middle uh -huh. um so so I always had to adjust as a middle child and um so in my adult life and in my corporate life I was always adjusting um and so my for me in adjusting what I mean by that is I always was trying to figure out how do I get to be better? How do I get to that next level? Because, you know, as a middle child, you have the older siblings and then you have the younger. And so in order to get attention, sometimes you have to like create a little havoc so that you get a little <laughs> And so in the corporate world, I, I was kind of doing the same thing. I kind of had to rock the boat a little bit sometimes because in most cases, in leadership, I was the only female of color in my team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had to do things to make sure that my voice was being heard because I was often not very outspoken. And that was because of just the way that I was raised. You know, my mom always said, speak when you're spoken to. <laughs> and so I had to sort of change some of that. But, you know, I had to shift each time that I had an opportunity so I had to work harder, had to study harder. I stayed after work to do extra things to make sure that, you know, I got the job done, but I got it done better than the next person would have. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the challenges that, or, or obstacles that I was facing in order to, you know, get to that level that I wanted to. Um, so of course I was going to school all the time. I think I was in school probably 20 years of my 28 years. Oh ago. my goodness. You know, some of the challenges that I faced was that, well, you're not qualified for that job because you don't have this education. And so I was like, okay, if I don't have it, I'm going to go back and get it. Or you don't have this certification or this training. So I'd go back and I'd get it. So I was always educating myself on some aspect of getting some type of certification because I kept getting obstacles in front of me. And I said, okay, well, I have to overcome them. And so in my mind, if I overcome all the obstacles, there's never a, someone could never challenge me to say, well, you can't meet this or you can't meet that. And so when I got to that point, then there were still challenges that you face, but sometimes they were not, um, they were more superficial, I would say, more so than anything. And so you just have to persevere. persevere. Um, I'm a very prayerful person, so I prayed a lot. And um, I just did what, you know, needed to be done to, to get to where I wanted to go. No, definitely. Let's jump into the leadership space, because I know as women, you know, it can be very hard, especially in corporate America, when you're presiding over 
male figures and trying to, I mean, you have to be tough and, but like, you also want to be yourself still and yeah. be personable and be that happy person, but you still have to like lay down the law because some people might not take you as seriously just because you're a woman. And right. it's like, okay, like, come on now. Like you listen to your mom, like right. <laughs> you can listen to me. <laughs> so how did you overcome that obstacle of leadership in the corporate world? So I am a very direct person when it comes to the corporate environment. You know, I want uh, T's crossed, I's dotted, and I mm. want people to follow a process, but I also want them to understand, you know, where I'm coming from because I mm. am, you know, again, you know, that middle child syndrome was always playing in my head. Um, so oftentimes people would take me the wrong way. Um, because maybe I was a female, but also being a female of color, um, oftentimes I was challenged with the, the term of, you know, maybe I wasn't, I wasn't talking enough. And then sometimes if you I was talking and, you know, I wasn't saying the words the right way, or I was being perceived a different way. And so mm -hmm. I ended up having to take a lot of self-assessments around, um, how I communicate, um, perception, um, so that for me, number one, I wanted to make sure that I was being perceived correctly and I was communicating to others the appropriate way, um, but also for my team to make sure that they had an understanding of where I was coming from. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with men in the corporate world, you will be challenged so much because number one, it's, it's corporate America and most companies are male dominated. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it is challenging to help them see and understand where you're coming from, particularly if you have more education than they do, or right. you have more certification. So there's that, they have that, my perception was they had that fear that, you know, I was trying to take their job and I really wasn't. I'm just trying to do my <laughs> job the, to the best of my ability. And sometimes it can be perceived negatively. Uh, negatively. So you have to just sort of like stop in your tracks and think about it. And oftentimes you, I just had to let things go because I didn't want to rock the boat to, to a certain degree, but I also wanted people to understand where I was coming from and to make sure that my voice was being heard and tasks that needed to be done were taken care of, as well as if I had opinions about change in the organization that people took me seriously. No, definitely. Do you feel like any of those leadership qualities have had to cross over or change um, into your life of entrepreneurship? Um, actually, no, I don't think so. And what's kind of weird is that um, in the real estate investing world, it's, more, it's, it's a lot of men in that area as well. And then I work mm -hmm. with, you know, my husband's a contractor and then his subs are all males. And so I work in that male dominated world from that side of the business. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, they, you know, when they see me coming, they're like, okay, here comes the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, they, they listen to what I have to say and they ask my opinion. Mm -hmm. In the, in the business world as a coach, um, sometimes it can be a little intimidating um, for men to, to have a female coach, but oftentimes mm -hmm. they, that's something that they really are looking forward right. to is to hear from a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I often have had more male um, people that come to me as a coach, as opposed to women, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, we, as women, sometimes 
you know, we've got to have the right female that's going to connect with us. And sometimes right. men, they're, they're just looking for somebody to help them. Right. So let's talk about it. Like, why do you feel like you're more accepted or, you know, your title is more respected in an essence um, in the, you know, entrepreneurial space rather than the corporate world? I think, um, well, according to what my husband says, (laughs) he's giving you that male perspective. Okay. Giving you the male perspective. Wearing, he says, I'm no longer wearing that corporate hat and I can talk like regular people. That's what he always says. (laughs) Cause he used to say when I was working, you know, you come home, he says, you're always wearing that corporate hat. He says, I just want to hear Linda. And so (laughs) being my own boss, um, I think I recognize a lot of things about me. And so mm. I'm more of who I am as a person, as opposed to when I was in corporate, I had to behave a certain way. I mm-hmm. had to um, act a certain way. I had to lead a certain way. And that's because, you know, you're representing a large organization. And so I was always representing that organization. As an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I'm representing Linda in my business and who I am, my beliefs and my values. Um, not to say I didn't do that in corporate, but right. I'm in my own skin and I don't have to change right. who I am in my own business. And so mm-hmm. that's what makes it so much more easier. It makes it um, less stressful um, because I don't have to answer to anyone but myself. And mm-hmm. um, I think my clients, they know who what my beliefs and values are. And so we can connect so much better on on a different level as opposed to being that corporate person and, you know, all they see is that company and they're like, oh goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Definitely um, creating your own definition or image of professionalism. Cause let's say you're an entrepreneurial artist, you can like come to work and dress up and whatever crazy wacky thing. And that's your version of professionalism. And listen, your clients are going to accept that because that is your audience. That's who they're looking for. That's what they want. So I think it's, you know, just kind of a breath of fresh air just to be able to say, you know what, like I don't have to act upon someone else's standards and I get to create my own. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. Yeah, it is. And people just are, are so much more relaxed um, because you're, 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 we're all human. And of course, we're, when you're having your own business, you're having that simple conversation with someone and you let them know that you, you truly do genuinely care about what's happening with them because they're an entrepreneur or they're trying to go into entrepreneurship. So we can relate so much more as opposed to um, talking in a corporate sense. Mm-hmm. So what would you say are some of your biggest inspirations? I know that um, you grew up as a middle child, so you always had to push the envelope and create your own pathway, make a little noise, make it shake, make it rumble, all of that. What was some of your inspiration for your mindset? Being Um, able to transform so easily. I would say um, number one was, was coming from a large family and being in the middle. So I think that helped me to prepare myself in, in, as an adult in the corporate world. Um, my beliefs and values around faith, um, you know, I, I pray daily. And so I, um, I'm a very religious person. And so that helps mm-hmm. me get through the day. Uh, you know, I have my mantra. And so I know I can do this. I believe in something. I'm very passionate about it. 
you know, so when you have a positive mindset and you surround yourself by individuals who also have a positive mindset, it just makes it so much easier to overcome those challenges. And right. so, you know, those are some of the things that um, helped me get through some of those challenges that I had. You know, even when I, um, when I mentioned earlier, you know, I had to uh, work my way through college, even as an adult. Um, but it's, it's perseverance. And if you have a goal of what you want to do, or you have a dream of what you want to be, um, write those goals down and, and look at them frequently and just remind yourself of, okay, this is where I'm trying to get to. And, you know, you may have stumbles along the way, but as long as you know what that end goal is, you will get there and you just connect with other people or network with different people that can help you along the way. Right, definitely. If you need to take a detour because there's some blockages in the road, go yeah. ahead, just go right around, find another road, find another path. Find another road. Because right. it's always right. possible, no matter where you come from, um, your social, your economic, your religious status, anything is possible as long as you push, push, push. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so even in corporate, you know, um, and before I could get to the, I was a director when I left, but before I could get to that leadership role, I had to take a step back um, because I, I saw where I wanted to go, but I knew that I had to take a different path. So, you know, I took a manager, took, went from a manager job to a regular employee job and people said, why are you doing that? And I said, mm -hmm. you know, I've been a manager for so long, I need to take a break and I need to figure out Linda and where Linda wants to go to make sure I'm on the right path. And so I was a regular employee for like two years, loved it. And I learned so much that mm -hmm. then I was able to go to that next level because I was ready for it. And I had mm -hmm. prepared myself for it by learning more and, you know, taking notes of, of how people um, responded to me as well as mm -hmm. things that I was doing very differently. So sometimes we have to take a step back in order to go two steps forward. No, definitely. And um, doing that helps you to see, you know what, I've been a manager for so long, but I need to see how can I improve. So I need to step back into the space of, you know, where the people that I was leading to right. see, you know, some things that I can do differently, some things that I can do better, um, just learn from a different perspective. So I think that's, that's really encouraging, really awesome. Um, what would you say is something that you would say to women that are going through different things, that are seeing different roadblocks to just inspire them and encourage them to just shoot for their dreams? I would say for women, you know, continue to follow your dreams because it's possible. Um, don't let roadblocks or challenges prevent you from getting to where you want to be. Don't let, I call it the noise, um, you know, the, 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 the haters, the doubters, don't let um, those voices prevent you from being successful. You know, and so one of the things we have to do is in, as, as leaders, especially women leaders, is that, you know, we get the, the doubters out first. And most of the time you start with friends and family because, you know, mm -hmm. those are the ones when you're talking about you want to take a step out of the box. You know, right. like, you want to do that? You know, you need to do right. this. So you get that all out of the way first. And if you all the words, that's not stable, that's not, it's not gonna work. Um, exactly. no, no, no. They don't see your vision. You have to literally create your vision and they support you once you've like got exactly. it all out there and 
other people are supporting you like oh it did work <laughs> yeah exactly so get that out of the way first. Mm -hmm. and then everything else is a piece of cake <clears throat> Because most of the time, we as women, you know, we want support from our family, we want support from our friends, um, but that's most of the time we're not going to get it as often, um, and that's because they, <clears throat> those individuals haven't tried it before, and they've never been an entrepreneur. So you can't mm -hmm. allow your dream to be someone else's. So if you have a dream, you have to focus on that because everybody doesn't have your dream, but as mm -hmm. long as you have that dream and you believe in it you know that it's possible, you persevere, you go through, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days, but you just keep pushing yourself forward and you will eventually get there. Um, Cause life is not easy at the top. Life is not easy when you become successful. Oftentimes it can be very lonely. And so, you know, sometimes we as women, um, and I can just say, speak for me, sometimes there's that fear of success, um, you know, because then you're like, okay, you know, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? You have those same types of feelings as if you did before you even started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, surround yourselves by positive people, uh, people with a positive mindset. Um, but know that, you know, you can do it regardless. You know, we as women, we can be mothers, we can be wives, we can be sisters, you know, we can be the the neighbor that helps everyone in the community. We can be the school teacher. We can be the principal. We can do all those roles and be successful. And mm -hmm. so, you know, one little struggle or challenge is, is not going to stop us. So we're, we're powerful women. We can do it. It just takes a lot to do it. And um, having that right mindset and knowing that, you know, that goal is right there for you is just right at the tip of your fingers. Just keep persevering and you'll get there. Definitely. And I love what you said about, you know, sometimes you, the people around you may not be the ones supporting you, but there are plenty of people that are willing to support you. You have Facebook groups, you have yes. mentorship programs, you have so many people out there that will push you along and give you the support along your journey. You just have to go out there and connect and find and network with them um, so that you can make your journey a little bit more enjoyable because it is lonely if you're just sitting there and your thoughts, you know, like, oh my God, like, what if this doesn't work? I'm not getting what I need today. You know, find that support to be your little encouragement. If it's not around you, you can go find it. There's plenty of people out there that right. are willing to support and uplift you, especially women. I think it's, it's like, it's a little bit more encouraging when it's coming from another woman because you two can feel each other's pain. You can feel each other's emotions, all of that. We, we understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, women are, um, women have, we have s such power and we're strong, you know, we're stronger than what we think we are. Mm -hmm. And so we, we can do it. We just have to be in the right mindset and, you know, if you have to meditate to get your mind together, then, then do that. Go walk or whatever needs, that needs to happen. But, yeah, we, we can do it. It just takes a lot to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, Linda, I want to give you the space to let the audience know if they want to reach you or find your services or follow your journey, how can they do that? Sure. So they can go to my website, which is www.lindajordan.com. Um, or they can send me an email at lynda at lrj-consulting.com. Um, and awesome. so I also, 
Yeah, so they can get a free, um, I have a, a free ebook and it's called um, Elevation of the Mind, 10 Ways to De-Stress. Because um, we as women, we have so much on our plates and sometimes we just need to exhale and let things go for a little bit. So yes. um, yeah. Take a deep breath, hold it, and just release. It yeah, works just for me when I'm feeling a little stressed. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of have to do that because we're just juggling balls all the time. <laughs> yes, oh my God, doing so much when we don't even have to do it. We're just doing it because we yeah. feel like we're supposed to be doing it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we just we just stay so busy and you know we really need to take time for ourselves, especially now with COVID, we've got so much going on. Oh my God, um, yes. Yeah, so we need to take time for ourselves. You know, we don't have the luxury of, you know, going to get a, you know, I guess some people can, but, you know, you can't just up and go and um, have a spa day uh, because of right. <laughs> you've got to find other ways to relax and release that tension. And so um, there are some tips in my ebook that are very helpful for women. Most definitely. We'll link all of that below in the description of this show. And we thank you so much, Linda, for coming and sharing your story. Enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure the listeners did too. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in again. Um, this is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and see you next time.